Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Business Growth Show, where we talk about all components of business and how to utilize them for exponential growth. My name is Ethan Cassiotis. I'm a serial entrepreneur, international speaker, results strategist, business coach, mentor, and consultant. After over 14 years of being in business and running multiple companies, I felt called to start this show. I see many people struggling to start or grow a business, which is why I want to help entrepreneurs achieve success in business quicker, more effectively, and sustainably. Today, I have an awesome guest. He is an entrepreneur, internationally published author, weight loss coach, business and life strategist, and a speaker. Your success is his number one priority. He provides you with the strategies and tools to make you fitter, stronger, and healthier, which provides you with the energy to succeed in business and life. Welcome, Rob Evans, and thank you for being on my show. Hi, Ethan. Thank you. Uh, so grateful to be here. Thanks for the invite to the show. Looking forward to it. Yeah, awesome, mate. So am I. We're going to get some great value for everyone today, and it's going to be awesome. So you're a very successful entrepreneur. For those people who don't know who you are, please introduce yourself by telling us a bit more about you and your journey. Sure thing. Well, I guess um, my journey is everybody's got their own journey. Mine's a, a little bit unique, I suppose, in the, the space that I now work. But um, I first started my career off as a chartered accountant. I um, uh, come from a, a place called Bendigo in central Victoria and uh, lived most of my life there. And I wanted, always wanted to come to, to Melbourne to uh, become a chartered accountant. Wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Uh, once I became that, but that was my, my big career. No one in my family had ever been to uni before. Um, so I wanted to achieve that. I wanted to become a chartered accountant and thought, okay, once I get qualified, I thought I'd move out into industry, something like that. And originally my plan was to return back to my hometown and I don't know, either open up a firm there, work for a firm, do something like that. But from oh, the age of about 20, I started... Uh, you know, working out at a gym and I wanted to improve the physical me, my self-image and everything and the self-confidence. And um, I'd always loved that that side of, of what I did. And um, as I progressed, so I went from chartered account and I had some, um, some senior management roles in corporations. And I remember it's probably about every three to four years, I just found that I needed a change. I needed to go to that next level. I wanted that next thing. And I couldn't quite find it. And I enjoyed, I enjoyed the work that I did, but I didn't love it. And I felt quite envious of those people that I was reading about and listening to that were, well, actually, I won't say listening to, because the podcast didn't exist when I first started doing this. But um, I've been really envious of those people that said, I really love what I do. And I, I'm like, where's the book that shows you how you, you get that, you know? And I remember one day I was sitting in my home studio and I was having one of those moments where it was about four years. And I thought, just what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I remember looking up at my light and I thought, why don't I do this? And from that point on, I thought I didn't want to go back to uni again. I'd already done like six years of study and, and I thought, well, what's my fastest path to getting to be able to do that? So I got the, uh, the necessary qualifications and, and started in, I, I left my full-time senior corporate position, which ironically was the, the best job that I've ever had. And uh, I left that on the, I think it was the 28th of September, 2009 to open up my business. And 
uh, I knew it was going to be tough, but sometimes you don't know what tough is until you're kind of up to here in mud and you think, all right, this is what tough is. Uh, but my, my um, boss who was probably the, the best person I've ever worked with, he said to me before I left, he said, Rob, I've never known anyone to fail that has been following that, like that has followed the passion, you know, followed their passion. And I thought, well, I've always remembered that. And so I thought that's so true because if, if it is truly what, you know, comes from within here, you'll find a way no matter what it is. And so, yeah, for the last 12 years, I've been uh, running my own um, health, fitness, nutrition business. I've done business uh, like some business coaching of fitness businesses and other businesses as well uh, to just share my experiences. And so I guess I see that I bring kind of a level of professionalism and, and a completely different outlook to the health and fitness industry because even though COVID has had a massive impact on decimating the industry and a lot of people have left it, a lot of the industry are young kids that are coming out of high school, see it as an easy way to make money because of whatever it is that they hear and they don't really know how to run a business and they don't, they don't bring that edge that, that I do. So um, I guess that in a snapshot brings me to, to now and writing a book and you know, doing all those things we'll probably talk about, but that's yeah, a, a snapshot. Yeah, awesome, mate. That, that's an amazing snapshot, and um, it's interesting how you know we we sort of originally go on a journey, and um, we get into something that may not necessarily be what we want to get into, but we're all young and eighteen at the time, and don't really know. And then um, you know we find out what we're really passionate about. And it's really awesome that you um, you took that step, and and you've been doing it for a long time. And yeah, I completely agree that um, when you've got that that passion, that thing, you know, you, you do find a way, and that's building that um, that resilience and um, that you know sort of do whatever it takes attitude um, in that and, and and in that way you know health and fitness and nutrition you know is really important in everything that we do and um, and especially in regards to, to business success so, so how important do you think it is and, and in terms of that respect I think it's the number one number one I mean even when I was in my corporate job and I uh, I was so passionate about what I had done but then towards the end obviously I knew where I was headed and um, you know, I used to, I, I ran a team called the business improvement team. We were responsible for like um, 600 people uh, to basically improve, train, all that kind of stuff. And I could see that the reason that people were performing the way that they were performing was because they had, the, they had poor health. And I think it's like this. I, I mean, I, I love studying successful people around the world from, you know, people like Richard Branston to Jeff Bezos to, um, you know, Olympic gold athletes um, to understand what are those common threads that, that fit throughout. And when you, you listen to really successful people, they all say they look after their health, they look after, you know, making sure that they exercise, making sure that they eat, uh, the mindset is so so powerful in in determining what it is that we do, and when you do that consistently, you get better outcomes. And uh, for me, it's the it's my highest value in life. Um, I, it's it's very much like the the oxygen mask in the plane. You know, who do you put it on first? Who you put it on yourself first before anyone else? First aid. Who who's more important? You or the casualty? Well, it's you, you others than the casualty because of if you're stuffed, well, nothing, you can't help with anything. And I think, um, 
you know, when I'm coaching people, a lot of people normally go something like this, either work, family, something like that, family, work, um, all these other things, health, you know, it's right down here. I said, okay, so this is why you are where you are and why you've always been here. You've got to move this right up to the top. And it's not about letting other people starve or being completely selfish or anything like that, but you've got to make sure that you put yourself at the highest priority and the high, like your health is the, your highest focus. Uh, like forget the money. If you're dead, there's no money. If you've got all the money and you've got no health, I mean, you look at Kerry Packer. I think he's a good, a good example. All this money, one the richest person in Australia at the time. And um, he, um, he ended up passing away because he had really poor health. Um, I'm sure he would have given away all his wealth to have the health. So, yeah, I think it's a number one priority should be the number one priority for everybody. Definitely. And it's very high, you know, if not the number one on, on my list of, of what I focus on as well. And, um, and I, I think for a lot of people, they don't really know what true health is as well because of the way that society is and the way that we're conditioned with, you know, yeah. fast foods and just, you know, not really knowing that. <clears throat> and I think once you sort of, get educated in that area and whether, you know, that's from, um, you know, coaches and, and mentors and things like yourself or, or other means of just initially researching even as a start. And then you start to like try things. I know with myself when I started to do things and it was like a, a gradual thing, I started to implement like one thing. I go, okay, that, that makes a difference. And then you're yeah. going to implement another thing. And then you get to the point where you're like, like, I feel amazing. And um, and then, and then what the really interesting thing is, is when you get to that point, when you don't do it and you do something against it, you really feel it. And you're like, yeah. wow, um, you know, now, you know, what I'm doing is right. And that I shouldn't be doing these other things. And, and it's about that awareness. And I think that's the real challenge, um, you know, on that. You don't, you don't know what you don't know is what I say to people. And you're exactly right. If, if I say to you, well, you're going to feel better. You're going to feel healthier. I say, you're going to feel cleaner. But people don't understand what that is. It. And I say, look, in a few days, within three days, you're probably going to feel cleaner. And I said, you probably don't know what that is now. But when I ask you again in a couple of weeks and I say, do you feel cleaner? You'll say, yeah, I do. Because you, you don't know. It's like saying, I'll give you more energy. And people will be like, well, no, I think I've got enough energy. But you don't know that you are, you've been running like you have been running for so long. And if you're putting, I don't know, look at, look at your food like your fuel. You can't put in your normal unleaded petrol into a Formula One car and expect to get the same result as the high-performance fuel. And this is the same thing. If you're feeding yourself with, with processed food or you're not giving yourself the right nutrients, you're filling yourself with a lot of you know, sugar and fats and excess of those things and not enough of the, the right sorts of elements, then you are, you are definitely going to feel sluggish. And a lot of the time, this is, a, this is the trap for business people. Uh, so on my podcast um, series recently, I did one called, um, you know, don't, don't mistake adrenaline for energy. And entrepreneurs can very much be on, okay, I've got you know, I've got another deal. I've got a sale. I've got this next big thing happening and you get this rush, but it's not real energy. It's really adrenaline. 
and you you can be thinking yeah i've got plenty of energy but actually you really don't and a lot of business people don't don't look after themselves because they're like oh no i've got to do this next thing and this next thing and this next thing and they survive off energy drinks or um, you know the not a completely balanced way of living and they're surviving on that adrenaline and just confusing themselves or convincing themselves that it's actually real energy and they're actually healthy but the reality is they're they're not really in that position at all yeah now really awesome points there um you know i completely agree with them and i think um really understanding food and and i've done a lot of research on myself and there's obviously a lot of different ways of looking at food there's you know people have you know whether they're called diets or you know there's a lot of and i think over time as well like what you know the, the research was a long time ago said a certain thing about food um you know about whether or not it's you know the the, the argument or, or the the positive and negatives between sugars and fats as an example and the different mm. types of fats and things like that and then obviously more newer research and things like that these days it is sort of um challenging i guess those initial ways which is quite interesting um but i think you know, whichever way it is, you've got to find somebody that, that has a lot of this knowledge that, you know, gives you the best ways. So in terms of your thoughts, what do, what do you think the ideal foods are that, um, you know, we should be eating for, for maximum vitality? Well, I think it comes down to, if I was going to pick one thing, I would say most people don't eat enough plant-based food. And that's not about becoming vegan or vegetarian or anything like that, but it's about making sure that we consume the right, right balance of that. When I'm constructing uh, plans for people, I base it on six meals a day, essentially. Six to eight, but basically six meals. So your traditional breakfast, lunch and dinner with the snacks in between. And then it's just a case of getting the right ingredients. So for breakfast, lunch and dinner, even though I eat slightly differently to this, the, the way that I start people off is making sure that you've got in... Um, um, a good serve of protein, like good quality protein, making sure that you've got uh, some higher energy uh, carbohydrates there, complex carbohydrates in there, as well as um, plenty of plant-based food. And the plant-based food, whether that's fruits or vegetables, should make up like two-thirds probably of the volume of what it is that you're looking at on your plate. And uh, if you, like most people, pull apart their their typical eating and their like a typical Aussie type of, of breakfast would be like a breakfast cereal, a toast, coffee, or nothing, you know, or a banana, you know, something like that. Morning teas, either nothing, or it might be something sweet, like a muffin or, uh, you know, something like that. Uh, lunchtime, often people will go out and they'll buy something like sushi or uh, a wrap or, you know, a bread roll or something like that. Um, and then so if you, if you pull apart some of these, well, actually, let me keep going. Afternoon tea is either nothing, might be a piece of fruit, might be um, a chocolate bar or, you know, something like that. Dinner is normally the, the closest one that most people get to being, uh, you know, a bit more nutrient rich. And uh, unless a lot of people also do the, uh, you know, like pasta or heavy bases, uh, like that with very light on in plant-based food. And then in the evening, it might be alcohol, it might be ice cream, it might be chocolate or whatever. And, you know, when you you put it all out like that, and then if you analyse it all, a lot of that's pretty low nutrient value. Uh, so the thing that's missing, like protein, most people are, are fairly protein poor and getting your protein from good sources. So like it might be 
um, might be eggs, egg whites. It could be, you know, your chicken, tuna, your lean, your lean cuts of, of meat. Um, when it comes to your, your higher energy food, this is where most people overdo it. And so if it's like breads and that kind of stuff, the only high energy food that I personally eat is brown rice and natural muesli sometimes. Um, I find the other ones, I just don't, they don't really agree with me too well. And, um, but it's about getting measured portions. Like I, I have half a cup uh, of, say, cooked brown rice. That's it uh, with my other, you know, other ingredients, but that's it. Most people might have two, two cups of stuff or pasta. It's this massive plate of pasta um, and, and not really great. And so then when it comes to our plant-based food, um, if you think about your plate and if two-thirds of that is really got to be plant-based food, most people don't do that. Um, and you think about your, say, your lunchtime, where if it's a, a roll or something, well, most of it is the high-energy carbohydrates. Very little plant-based food in there, a bit of protein, but most of it is the high-energy stuff. And uh, if, we, if we introduce more plant-based food, the power of this in your digestive system is obviously there's a lot of fiber in it, but it fires up your metabolism. So most people's metabolism are going like this. And every time you eat, it gives you an opportunity to fire up your metabolism. Eat plant-based food, more of it. It sits in your stomach. Think about it like this. Crunchy, um, say raw food, like carrots, salad, all that kind of stuff. Sits in your stomach. Your stomach says, man, I've got to work pretty hard to now digest this, take up the nutrients and eliminate the waste. That's what we call a metabolic boost. If you say a, a processed food, well, it's already been pretty processed. So when it gets into your stomach, it doesn't have to do much apart from kind of pass through you. So you don't get that extra metabolic boost, but you do take up the extra fat, the sodium, um, all that kind of stuff. So you take up all the bad stuff um, and your metabolism is slowing. Uh, so it's kind of a, a triple whammy um, from, from that perspective. So I think um, when it comes to your plant-based food, I say pick at least three colours, okay? The more colourful it is, um, the more nutrients, antioxidants that are, are in it. Uh, don't overcook it, you know, like steam it, microwave it, whatever. Try not to boil it and, uh, you know, keep it sort of firm. And uh, that, that crunchiness gets, gives you that extra metabolic boost as well. So most people could really just do with uh, broadening uh, the, the arrangement of food that they eat. And like, seriously, when I get people to write down everything they eat for a day and you look at it and you think, man, there's nothing, there's nothing good in that. I had a, a guy that um, just before COVID, he started working with me and for breakfast, nothing. Now this, this is a guy that works a very physical job. Breakfast, nothing, maybe an energy drink. Um, morning tea, he would have, or you know how you get from the supermarket or the bakery, like those cheese and bacon rolls like where it's on top and melted. Yeah. He'd have one of those, one or two of those plus some donuts <laughs> for lunch. You do the same thing. Uh, he'd have like a chocolate milk or, a, you know, an energy drink or something like that. He's having two to three energy drinks a day uh, for uh, when he came home from dinner, maybe toast uh, for dinner. He would have, say like um, crumbed fish with, with chips and then he'd have ice cream. Right. Now, like the nutrient value through all of that is 
like it's just sugar and manufactured stuff. And he wondered why he was, you know, feeling pretty crappy and he was putting on weight. So um, in two weeks, he lost six kilos uh, just by, he cut out the energy drinks. He, uh, he didn't get right on the meal plan, like the six meals that I do, but he was doing about four to five of them and just making them healthier choices. And the big change that it made for him, and he was feeling cleaner and he was feeling more energized just by some simple changes. Now he's probably an extreme case of, you know, the poor end of eating, but so many people, uh, you know, fall into that uh, position of just eating fast food or quick and easy solutions. And, um, you know, those calorie dense foods that really don't service very well. Yeah, <clears throat> that's um, a lot of amazing points there, Rob. And um, I think, you know, for me, um, I, I completely agree. Like I eat a lot of plant-based stuff and um, I, I, you know, growing up in a Greek family, I used to eat a lot of meat and things growing up. And um, now I don't eat as much of it. I still eat it from time to time, but I eat more of like a pescatarian type diet myself. That's what agrees with me. And I think everybody's a little bit different. Um, but like what, what I try and do is always I have like a, a big salad, you know, like a decent yeah. salad for lunch. And I think that's a really easy way of getting a lot of different plant-based stuff. And even there, and also using plant-based proteins, like for myself, like a lot of hemp seed, they're different seeds, right? Like hemp seeds and pumpkin seeds, you know, chia seeds and um, <clears throat> other things, whether or not it's, it's beans or other things, you know, um, and there's, there's plus or minuses of what agrees with people, what people like in there. And I, and I find that, um, yeah, it really helps me to give me that energy and um, give me that. Um, and then that way, you know, if in another meal, you're going to have a little bit more of, you know, uh, the protein, like if you've got it, you know, a piece of fish or whatever it is that you have, you know, with, with the veggies, then, um, you know, it sort of um, balances out in that way. But yeah, completely agree with, with doing all of that. Some really amazing points. And then, you know, from when you do that, it also then helps, you know, with the exercise point of view, right? Because it allows you to give you that energy, not does it only, you know, speed up your metabolism, but it gives you the energy to then want to, you know, obviously, you know, have a lot of performance, you know, be really awesome in, in your business and life, but then I yeah. actually have the energy to want to work out as well. I, I yeah, that's right. Yeah, really important. Yeah, I, I think one of the, the things that I would like to see happen in schools more is, there's probably three things that I, I think should be made compulsory in schools. And one, one's about finances, um, teaching kids how to manage money from a, an early age and set themselves up for retirement. Communication, I think is another one um, have, because we don't know how to communicate effectively and that affects us throughout life, especially communicating with ourselves. And then it's on the nutrition health side of it. I mean, they'll throw in, uh, you know, some, some food and exercise stuff as part of PE, but basically you're just out there playing sport um, so that we really can teach people how to eat properly and how to exercise properly. Uh, so I got my cat in the background there. It's in a crazy mood. Um, uh, yeah. So the, because people just don't, don't have the knowledge, they don't understand. So we talk about uh, coaching and business coaching and um, like everybody needs coaching. And this is one particular area where people, most people, women have been much better at it, but most people think that, well, I don't need any coaching to tell me how to eat and do those things. But actually you do because you've been doing the wrong thing for so long. And if you want that competitive edge 
uh, in yourself, then you can do it without developing more skills sometimes. So I, I work with some high performance teams and uh, I say to them, look, I watch your competitors and I watch you because a lot of them are you know, like teens, early twenties and that kind of stuff. And I say, have a look what they're eating. And I said, you can shift from eating that to eating this and you will get a 10 to 20% edge over your competitor. Why? Because of energy, because these are long days and you watch how they die towards the later part of the day and concentration, things like the difference between this and this could be a goal in some of the sports that they're playing because they're so fast. And if you're a goalie and you're feeling a bit tired or whatever, you're going to miss that opportunity. Um, so it's, it's such a crucial thing that people need to get more knowledge about because you don't know how much better you're going to perform as a result of it. And you mentioned about energy. If you've got more energy, you can do more things, whatever that is, whether it's business stuff, more deals, more sales, or whether it's spending more time with your family, your partner, take it to the bedroom, you know, whatever. If you take more energy to the bedroom, you know, things are going to look better for you. <laughs> Definitely. Um, it's, a, it's amazing for, for every different part of your life. And yeah, it's amazing points. Completely agree with, with a lot of that. And um, you know, definitely coaching, mentoring, right? So important, um, you know, with me and myself and, and there's a lot of different areas, a lot of, you know, athletes, right? They all have coaches and mentors um, in their lives to get them to the, to the performance that they need to do to do it, you know, and um, a, a lot, lot of sports nutritionists and dietitians and stuff as, as well, because they realize just how important it is. And when you look at those high performance athletes that really have to have the attention to detail to everything, um, they're, they're quite anal about when they should eat, what they should eat, how often they should eat. And that, that's how I lead my life. Yeah. It's often frustrating for people around me to see how rigid uh, it is. But if you want a certain look, if you want a certain level of health, then it's not something that I'm prepared to compromise on. Yeah, uh, I, I completely agree. And, and you've got to really um, have that value in yourself and stick to it. And, and you see the results. It's pretty simple. And I think with me from, from my research is like, um, like I've played a lot of sport myself. Um, you know, I played a lot of soccer and tennis and <clears throat> won a lot of championships and things like that. And, um, you know, one thing I, I read and, and I found worked for me um, is that, you know, you don't want to eat too close to a game, but you don't want to eat too far away at the same time, right? There's like a little bit of a sweet spot. And from my knowledge, I don't know if it's completely correct from what I've researched, is about three hours before you work out in terms of like a big intense, like when I was playing a soccer game or something, right, is a good time to have something to eat um, for me as in a decent meal um, like that. And, um, and then that way it was like, it was enough that it was digested, um, but not enough that I was like hungry again, that I was needing energy. Um, and obviously what you eat in those times as well, right? Before, you know, I think before working out, after working out as well, there's a lot of key things like that as well that, are, you know, help for the energy and help for recovery and things. So, and, and, if we, and if we talk a little bit about that, what, what types of exercises do you think, you know, you know, we should be doing each week? Uh, okay. So you raise a couple of points um, there with the like pre-supplementation and, and your food and stuff. If I can just touch on that part first. Yeah. Um, to, some, to some extent, it, it comes down to a personal, a personal preference because some people can't eat too close to their performance. It depends on what the, 
the activity is too. If it's like really, really intense and require, requires a lot of uh, running, for instance, then uh, some people can get an upset stomach if they start to push into that red zone and they've got, you know, too much in their tummy. Uh, but then, you know, we've got the Tour de France on at the moment and uh, they have to eat like every 15 minutes. And we don't necessarily know that because of the way the camera flows through the race and everything. You don't, you'll see them eating, but you don't realize that pretty much every 15 minutes they need to be eating something because they're working at such a high rate for like five, six hours a day. If they don't, when they find that they're hungry, it's too late. Um, so it's very, it's very much sport, sport related. Uh, and you know, how, how you, how you feel as well, because there's some cyclists that they can only uh, take on a liquid stuff, for instance, like the gels and all that kind of stuff, which I think are, are a bit sickening. Um, but they, they get quicker into the bloodstream. Whereas if you consume say like a bar, for instance, that takes the blood flow away from your legs and into your stomach to digest it. So therefore they can suffer a little bit. Um, so it's trying to get that balance, that balance kind of right for me personally, uh, for what I do for my workouts. So, uh, if I'm doing a strength or an intense cardio workout, I will eat a bad now beforehand, but then I will supplement just as I'm working in the door to do the exercise. Um, so that's normally like a bit of Gatorade, something like that with um, some protein powder, um, shake it up and drink about 200 mils of it. Uh, do my workout, do the same thing straight after. And then within 15 minutes, I'll be eating a hard meal, which has got my high energy food in there. Same like my rice, it's got my, so my meat in there as well. It's got um, plenty of vegetable, three, at least three cups of vegetables in there as well. And that's what I will do uh, then. So you've got a, this three hour type window from the time you start exercising to uh, the end of it. This is how I, I do it, where I have four meals. Okay, so pre, post, and then two hard meals an hour, about an hour apart. Um, so it, that requires quite a bit of concentrated effort to get that much food in over that period of time. But the science is pretty clear for high performance and how you, you know, how you get the best results uh, from that, that take up. Uh, when it comes to the exercises, I think most people don't do enough strength exercise. Uh, so the strength exercise, whether you're lifting weights in the gym or you're using body weighted exercises, um, that's what's necessary if you want to change your body. Like if you want to physically change the shape of your body, the look of your body, you want to get that toned, toned look. And a lot of women think, oh, if I lift weights, I'm going to get big and bulky and look like a man. Uh, well, that's only going to happen if you're taking uh, probably steroids or something like that, where you get that really masculine look. It's so incredibly hard to, uh, you know, develop big muscles that it doesn't just happen. So what is going to happen for most women is that they're going to get toned, they're going to slim down and they're going to get that sexy kind of look that they, uh, they want. But um, from my, uh, my observations, most people just do the cardio. Um, they'll go out and go for a run or they'll do, uh, you know, they'll come into the gym and they'll do a few weights, but they're mainly doing cardio exercises as opposed to, uh, getting in the gym and lifting some serious weights and getting a, the right sort of program for you, a structured program for you, because everyone's different. You might love, absolutely love the gym and love getting in there and doing a, you know, like a 30 to 90 minute workout four times a week. You might love that. Another person might absolutely hate it and can only tolerate a 10 minute workout. Uh, and they don't want to step into a gym because they don't want people looking at them and, and that kind of stuff. So um, I think generally speaking, Strength training is your, your ticket to your fountain of youth. 
It's what you should be doing till the day you die. Um, our elderly should be doing strength training. They should be learning how to do deadlifts and all that kind of stuff. And you think, why would they need to do a deadlift? Because it's a very functional movement. They're bending down and picking stuff up off the floor. And most, most elderly, if you think about an elderly, like 80, 90 year old person, they're normally frail because the, the muscles are atrophying. They're just wasting away. Um, but what we should be doing is strengthening them so that if they do trip and they go to fall, they can catch themselves and they got the strength to, to stop that. Uh, whereas now what happens is they, they trip and they fall, they break something. And often that's the start of the end of life because they lose their uh, independence and everything. And it's really not a very nice, a nice thing. So um, strength training is, is your ticket to getting the body you want, the health you want. And you, you can't replicate that feeling through your body that strength training gives you. Yeah, no, that, that's really awesome. And I think like you said, the key points are, that everybody is a little bit different. Everybody likes different things and, and has different commitments and things. And that's where someone like yourself can come in and really tailor something to them, which is really awesome. And, you know, for the people, I guess it's interesting now with, with COVID and lockdowns and things like that, that it's a bit more difficult to get into gyms or people are a little bit more hesitant to that. Mm -hmm. So for people that are wanting to do the strength training at like say home or, or somewhere close by, and even you've got to take weather into consideration maybe sometimes as well. What are some of the things that people can do um, that, you know, is a bit more in their control um, in that way. Yeah. So I do. Well, so like here in Victoria, we've been locked down for heading into six months now uh, that gyms have been shut. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, and we still have no end in sight as to when they can open up again. So my studio here, um, I don't know if I'll even have, be able to have people back here this year in the studio. That's how uncertain it is. Um, so I set up a lot of people with programs that they can just do at home and there's, you can either use no equipment or if you want the cheapest, most flexible piece of equipment that you can get and travel anywhere in the world with, it's a resistance band. I, I, not the, the flat ones, but like a tube, um, a tube. And I prefer the ones without the handles, to be honest, because the handles can fail. Um, and that gives you just so much extra versatility but like a typical a program that i would give somebody that is you know really doesn't want to go to the gym thinks that they might be able to handle maybe a, a 10 to 20 maximum 30 minute workout i give them four exercises to start with and the first one is like a crunch not a full sit up but like a crunch which is like lying on your back and you know like crunching up like that so it works the abdominals i get people to do um, push-ups, which you can start on your knees doing push-ups, or if that's too hard, do them against a bench or something. And again, that's working the chest. I get people to do some squats. Um, again, if you've got something at home, hold a drink bottle or hold a bag of rice. Or if most people have got something that they can hold, even a few dumbbells or whatever, um, and just getting some nice deep squats um, is really good. So that works your butt, it works your quads as well. And then the last one I like to get people to do, especially what you and I are doing right now and spending a lot of time doing is sitting. And so during COVID, people are homeschooling. They're just not moving around as much. Uh, so um, doing something for your lower back is really good. So these are called back extensions. So you basically lie flat face down and then you turn your legs up and get your arch your back as well. And you feel it through your lower back. Hold that for three seconds, come back down. So 
those four exercises, really simple. You can go from one to the next, to the next, to the next, as quickly as you can, uh, because they're working different muscles. So you're not working the same muscle twice. Do 15 reps of each one, aim to do it through three times. And that's a really straightforward program. Now I've had people use programs like that, maybe a couple of other exercises with a, a bands for your, for your arms and stuff. And they've lost over 50 kilos, just following the meal plan and doing that at home. They didn't come to see me in the gym. It was just all home-based. Um, the key is you've got to be consistent. You've got to be consistent with it. That's why I say to people, okay, do that through once. That might take you five, 10 minutes. If you're done for the day, if you think that's it, well, fine, that's better than doing nothing. But by the time you get to the end, most likely you'll feel like, actually, I'm feeling better now. And you'll do it through two times, maybe do it through three times, and then bang, you're done. That might take you 15, 20 minutes uh, max. You can do it anywhere, do it in a motel room, do it in a jail cell. It, uh, you, know, you can do it anywhere and you don't need any equipment. Uh, it's just about starting off small. But the key is, as you said, you've got to come up with a workable solution because like you may love getting into the gym and you have to be in the gym. Other people say, I could never be in the gym. I've got to be outside. I'll say, well, right now you can't really be outside. Well, you can do it in your backyard. Um, other people are like, well, I just want to stay in home and do it. I've got some equipment. I don't have any equipment. You know, what? whatever. Everybody's a, a little bit different. But the key is, sorry about the noise, the truck going past. Um, the key is to find something that you love doing. And the other thing I would say to people is aim to get in your 10,000 steps a day. Uh, whether you've, you know, there's a tracker on your phone. I, I wear like a, a Fitbit thing just to keep me accountable to getting the 10,000 steps in, <clears throat> pardon me. And that's a challenge at the moment because we're only allowed out once a day uh, for an hour. And I, I, so to do that, the weather's got to be pretty good. We've had some pretty ordinary weather. It's nice today. Uh, but to get that 10,000 steps in can be a challenge. So I, I end up sometimes walking around my, my bed before I go to bed to get up my 10,000 steps. But I've made the commitment to myself that I will get at least 10,000 steps. Yeah, I love that. So many awesome points. And I do some of those things. But um, yeah, I think that that really simplifies it for a lot of people on, on somewhere where to start. And then, um, you know, if they really want to take their energy to the next level to, you know, to speak to somebody. Um, I, I think many people overcomplicate it. And they make it think like, oh, it's this great big thing. I've got to join a gym. I've got to go and be ogled, particularly women. I've got to be going, you know, I'm going to be ogled by people like the gym where I used to train. Like I've got my own um, studio here, but I like to get out and, you know, um, just to get away and train. And the ladies gym were, was right in the back of this place. It's a, like, it's a big facility. So any lady that was overweight would have to walk through the entire gym to get to the back, which is really, really uncomfortable especially if you know, you're not comfortable in your, your own size and skin and stuff. Uh, so a lot of people just, that puts them off going to that environment. And they think, oh, well, I won't even bother. So what they do, they just run. You know, they'll get a, a treadmill or something to run on it at home, or they'll just go out and walk or run. But that only does so much. You've got to do the strength training to really fire up the metabolism more and change the shape because let's face it, most people want to change their shape and I think cardio is going to do it, but it's not. It's part yeah. of it, but your strength training is more powerful. 
Yeah, no, that, that's really awesome. Um, so th thanks for that, um, that, you know, words of wisdom and that, that knowledge really help, um, you know, all of us um, to, to get those initial steps, depending on what our journey is. And, and I think one other part of that that, that I see um, is valuable and it's probably a little bit um, different for everybody is supplements as well, right? And like, mm -hmm. you know, a simple one is obviously protein powders, but there's obviously other supplements as well that, you know, because and the way I look at it is it can help us in areas that we're deficient, right, um, on things. Um, so I'd like to hear a little bit on your thoughts about yep. um, supplements and what you think some key ones are maybe that we should look into. Yeah, good question. So supplements are really, really important. When I first started out my journey, uh, I didn't even take any protein powder, but uh, because of the, I think over the years, I've just, dis I've just chosen to raise my, my standard of fitness and, um, you know, what I want for my body and my health. I've just stepped it up uh, each year and this year is particularly focused. Um, supplementation is just that, a supplement to your food. Unfortunately, a lot of people use the supplement to fill um, big voids that they have in their, their diet and they're feeling bad or they're feeling tired or cold and flu season. They're like, oh, I better take vitamin C. Um, I mean, I don't get sick because of the, you know, the quality food that I'm eating. Um, supplementation is really important. It's kind of like your insurance. And where was the, uh, I guess, the big eye-opener for me on that was I felt that, I guess, kind of arrogantly, that I live my level of health safe. Most people are here. I live mine up here. Because of the volume of plant-based food that I was eating and that kind of stuff. And then... I was introduced to the Isogenics products by um, Olympic gold medalist, Kerry Potthast. And um, after about three weeks of taking the supplements, I noticed that I started to really feel different. And I thought, this is really weird uh, because it's the only thing that I've changed. I changed those supplements. So what it made me realize was we really have no idea what nutrient value is in the plant-based food that we're eating. Like a carrot today is not a carrot that we were eating when I was a kid. You know, it doesn't have the same nutrient value in it. And that's because of all kinds of things like, um, you know, genetically modified foods, uh, the soil, uh, the, how they've changed the seeds, all that kind of stuff. We just don't have the same nutrient value and we don't know. So your supplements are kind of like this insurance, insurance thing. So there are supplements that I take every day. Uh, the, the biggest one that I take is probably fish oil. So your omega-3, we are very high in omega-6 in our, especially our Western diets, uh, but we are very deficient in omega-3. So omega-3 fats, your essential fatty uh, acids and oils, uh, come from things like your fish, your uh, nuts and, and seeds and, and, uh, and so forth. Um, really important for your uh, immunity. So really powerful right now with COVID. Uh, good for your brain function and good for um, uh, inflammation as well. Really, really powerful. So I take, um, you can get them in 1,000 milligram or four, uh, 1,500 milligram capsules. I find 1,500 a little bit too big for me to swallow. They're not comfortable. Uh, I take four a day. I take two in the morning, two in the evening. Now, having said that, don't just go out and take uh, what I'm talking about um, you know, just because I've said it. Uh, you need to be checking with your GP uh, before you change anything like this. 
and particularly with fish oil because it has a blood thinning element to it and now if you're already on a blood thinning medication like warfarin in australia or something like that or aspirin then this can have a detrimental impact so you must must check with your gp uh, but that's a really good one that i take um, i've got um, a thing called patellofemoral syndrome which is a, a tracking issue with my left knee and that really helps uh, with the you know with any joint pain that you might have another one i take is vitamin d i take once a day vitamin d because we're inside so so blooming much um, that's an important one and i also take a magnesium uh, a capsule as well once a day um, when i train my legs on a, a really heavy heavy day then i find that uh, within say 24 hours 48 hours maybe i can get cramps um, especially at night time uh, in bed so i do that just to, to help uh, keep that at bay and and that's it the only other supplements i'm taking are really uh around my performance so i take um again sorry it's garbage collection day so i got the garbage bin going <laughs> man going past it's a bit loud um i take a good quality protein powder so i use the isogenics um protein uh powders and i take some some pre and post performance uh, supplementation again uh, isogenic stuff that really just give me a massive edge for my workouts. They just, one of them, it's got uh, caffeine and creatine in it. And it's just like, boom, you take it 30 minutes before your workout and you can really feel it. You can actually feel it going through your body um, during a workout. It's really powerful. Um, so there's some supplements around that, around performance that I take. And I take, a, um, you know, like a, um, it's not Gatorade, but it's called Hydrate. Again, it's an isogenics one that it's got less sugar in it uh, that I use as well just to help with, with hydration. Uh, so, so they're the ones that I take. Um, when, so I do my pre and post supplementation, workout supplementation, which is the protein powder. And uh, I'll ha I have a smoothie, which is my next meal actually once I've finished here, which is a frozen fruit, protein powder, water, chia seeds. And uh, then my protein powder is just around my workouts. That's the only other, other time I use it. And uh, that's pretty much it. So it might sound like a lot to somebody that is, you know, just starting out in this. Um, my tip to everybody is fish oil because it helps your immunity and your brain function. Most people are pretty low in vitamin D as well. They'd be the, the staples that I would use. The protein powder, the good quality ones are really important to just help you get some extra protein into your, uh, you know, your eating plan. And I eat, like if I told you how much um, I eat a day, you'd be quite surprised. You've got to eat to get a six pack, right? So I eat, <clears throat> um, how much? Let me work it out. I eat about a kilo of meat a day and I have about 23 cups of plant-based food plus my supplements. Now, if I have to get all my protein from eating another piece of chicken or steak or fish or whatever, it's like, man, here we go again. Uh, so the, my next meal is um, with the, the protein shake. Tastes good. It's easy to make. It's easy to digest. And um, yeah, it just helps the sanity, I think, sometimes with just having that variety. Yeah, awesome, mate. Now, some really awesome points. And I, I do take those three as well um, for those reasons in, in those elements. And yeah, I 
employ everybody to, to do their own research, you know, speak with the GPs and, um, and, and employ those as well and into their regimes. Um, and for yourself, you, you... One point I'll just say on that, the, I mean, we've got Chemist Warehouse here. You've got them up in Sydney there as well. You'll have similar ones over, overseas, but you can walk down the supplement aisle. I mean, in the Chemist Warehouse, mine locally, there's, it takes up two aisles. So both sides of, to, so four walls, if you like, uh, and it's full of supplements from floor to roof, literally. And it's like, well, how do you know what to take? I mean, it's a, it's a trillion dollar worldwide business. And the point is that just because you see an ad that says high protein or whatever, or you see Roger Federer, you know, advertising something to do with Swiss and you think, oh, well, I just better go out and get all these supplements. Most of it you're going to waste your money with. You don't need to take those things. What you could benefit from would be getting a, a better rounded nutrition plan and supplement yourself with some key things. That's the, that's the bottom line. Don't just go out and willy-nilly spend, you know, money on every supplement. Yeah, definitely. Now, really awesome points to add. Thanks, Rob. Um, and, and for yourself, you've also got, you know, two podcasts and, you know, the Mental um, Toughness and Body Show as well as the Rob Evans, you know, 365. So yeah, please let everybody know a little bit more about them. Uh, so my coach said to me, about 795 days ago, he said, you need to be doing a daily podcast. And uh, he said, no one else in your industry is doing this. He said, people will do a podcast, but they're not doing it daily. Uh, so I think today is 795 or 96 or something like that. Um, I, it took me about 30 days actually to, to get started. But I thought this gives me a really good opportunity to share, um, you know, what I do each day. Because, yeah, you can come out and do a podcast, say, once a week and you're talking about the best version of yourself or whatever. But, uh, you know, just like JT uh, does his uh, daily, daily podcast, um, I thought, well, this is a really great in, insight for people to, to follow somebody that's running, a, you know, a, like I'm, I'm a single dad, I've got two girls, um, you know, how I, I run a business how I look after myself, the challenges that I face. I'm just as human as everybody else. It's just that the way that I maybe respond to things is a little bit different. And so I saw it from that perspective. I also saw it as a challenge for me to like, man, what am I going to talk about today? You know, like right now, sitting here talking to you, I don't know, like, so we're doing this one. I've got to record my mental toughness and body show one, my Rob Evans one. And uh, it just challenges you to be able to, uh, come up with topics and talk articulately. And like when I was a kid, I was terrified of speaking. And the more that I've progressed, I've gotten better at knowing how to talk and how to present and how to plan and do those things. So when it comes to, you know, talking to you like this, then I, I can approach it with confidence and um, just, just good fun. And it's also helped me to step outside my comfort zone to say, okay, who else am I going to speak to? So um, my coach spoke to me about um, the mental toughness and body show. He said, look, you, he said, you're more than fitness. Um, so he was listening to, you know, watching what I was doing, listening to what I'm doing. And so he said, look, the mental toughness and body show, that's a good show for you. You need to, you know, like interview people and get people to understand that you're more than just fitness because a lot of people a lot of trainers they're just trainers 
I don't know how to train people. They tell them what to eat. But because of my background as well, there are, there are so many conversations that I have with clients where you can see that what's actually holding them back from getting their results is it might be a relationship issue. It might be a, um, you know, a finance type issue. You know, so many people struggle with their finances and the, my whiteboard in my studio where I've said, hang on, let's just stop for a second. Come over here. Let's draw up your weekly budget here. Let's see where are you struggling. See right here. Look, this is a struggle for you. If you can get over this, then that's going to help you achieve this, which is going to free up your mind. So you're going to be able to focus on your health because so many people get caught in the struggle without doing those other things. So, um, that, so that's what started the mental toughness and body shot. I think we're up to today's episode 58 of that. So that one hasn't been going uh, as long. So it's uh, it's an exciting journey and it's, it stretches me to reach out to other people like you reaching out to me, to those, uh, those extra connections that you can have. And you just never know where, where things can go. You, you just don't. I mean, the, the people that I've connected with so far, it's been amazing. Like Olympic gold medalists, um, we've formed friendships. Uh, we're doing business together as well. Um, it's just like, it's just exciting. It's not, like you've got your own radio show that you can do whatever you like with it. Like it, it's like, it's just great. I just really enjoy it. Yeah. Awesome, mate. Uh, they are amazing shows and I've listened especially a lot more to your more recent one, the mental toughness and body showing you do provide some awesome value. So I definitely, um, you know, advise people to get on that you know it's um it's really amazing um and you you also have a book um awaken I the do. in so you want to find out a little bit how that can help them i do i do um i think we've all got at least uh one or, or two books within us and uh, this one was probably about three years in the making maybe 10 if you go back a bit further and so what i wanted to do so it's, yeah it's called awaken the sexy within I felt that there, there's this gap in the, the health and fitness industry and like in the era that we, we live right now, uh, I mean, you can jump on YouTube, jump on Google. You can find, if you just typed in free meal plan, you'll get something, but is it right for you? Is it balanced or, you know, is it exactly right? But you'll find it. You can type in a workout for anything and you will find a workout that you can just do. So why aren't more people successful? Because there's so much content out there. The apps, I mean, there are so many apps out there now that you can just press a button and it'll do the exercise and you can either participate with it or not. I felt that there's this real gap in the mindset part of it. And there's so many health and fitness books out there, but they don't actually, I suppose, force you, if you like, to go through a process as you're going through the book. So I created this like a workbook. So there's 43 steps that you have to go through. And I encourage everybody not to move on until you've completely done this step. And they're challenging. And so I'll give you the heads up. The very first step that I get people to do is you have to, and I do encourage people to do this with no one else around, uh, but you have to stand naked in front of a full uh, full length mirror and analyze yourself and stand there and look and analyze yourself in every angle and then write down your thoughts, what you feel, what you didn't like, what you liked, how, how you can improve your sense of sexiness and stuff. And that's really confronting for people because we don't like, like if you don't like your body, you're not going to do that. You don't like doing that. But this book walks you through 
those things that you may not necessarily see how they connect, but I say they're like links in a chain, you know, and you're only as strong as the weakest link. And most people that go through the book, um, people that have had a lifelong perhaps struggle with their, their weight loss or their body transformation or getting to where it is that they want to. And that normally means that there are points here where they've never done it. So if you want something that you've never gotten before, you've got to do the things that you've never done before. And uh, I walk, I walk the people through this in the book. And then um, um, after the book, I've got a 60 day online program, which is called the same thing, awaken the sexy within online program and uh that's got a daily recording for each one walking you through every single step and it's got a, a whole bunch more in there as well but it's uh, it's been an exciting an exciting journey for me i was lucky to have it um picked up by an international publisher and uh, it's in available in u.s bookstores now it's available pretty much anywhere online right now uh so um if people go to awaken the sexy within.com and uh, you'll find uh, a link there, but you can pretty much get it on any online bookstore. It's sold out on Amazon a couple of times, uh, which is exciting. Yeah, awesome, mate. It sounds like an amazing book. I- I'll definitely have to get that soon and, and go through all those uh, challenging, but uh, I'm sure life-changing steps. So well done, mate. Sounds yeah, awesome. Thank you. And uh, yeah, so we, you know, we met through our networks and, and have a mutual coach and you know, you aim to genuinely connect with many people and see how you can help them. You know, your passion on health, fitness and nutrition mindset, you know, radiates from you and it is a great gift to people in need of your expertise. So I'm very grateful that we connected and you know, I look forward to working with you in the future. Yeah, me too, Ethan. I appreciate it. Um, had a lot of fun today. Yeah, awesome, mate. So did I. So yeah, thank you very much for your time today, Rob. I'm sure many people have greatly benefited from your valuable wisdom. So how can people find you and get in contact with you? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, I've got uh, my show, The Mental Toughness and Body Show, um, which is on the same platform as yours. So mentaltoughnessandbodyshow.com. You can go to awakenthesexywithin.com. You can go to meetrobevans.com. Uh, there's a, a whole range of, of different ways that you can get them. You can find me as Rob Evans on Facebook, send me a message that way. And uh, yeah, love to connect with more people, love to have conversations. And um, I give a free consultation to, to everybody. So you can get that on any of those um, sites that I just said. And uh, yeah, whether it's from working at a home, uh, you know, like a home program for you, any uh, free tips that I can give you. Uh, you might want to have a, a detailed meal plan or just, again, just to get a bit of an idea of where you're going wrong right now. And, uh, you know, love to have a conversation, help improve things for you. Yeah, awesome, Rob. You, you've definitely got a lot of value to give. So um, love it. So, yeah, thank you, everyone, for watching and listening to this show where we talk about everything on business growth. You can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram as Ethan Cassiotis or visit my website, ethancassiotis.com. I completely agree with you, or do I? The only way you will know is if you tune in next time. So until next time, remember that our business grows when we learn skills and take action using them in spite of fear. Have a great day.